will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. I am your host, Blake Ritterman. Today is Tuesday, October 17th, the feast day of St. Ignatius of Antioch. It is a pleasure to be with you again. My name is Blake Ritterman, uh, broadcasting live from the Fargo studio. And uh, it's a pleasure to be with you this morning. We have a great show for you on Real Presence Live. A lot of uh, great guests um, to just really share the gospel, share what's going on in our, our listening area. Um, and it's just really a, a pleasure to be with you. As we begin this morning, let's uh, offer this up to God our Father in Thanksgiving for this day, um, but also just for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon our show and our time together. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you for the gift of your Son, Jesus. We thank you um, for his uh, obedience to your will and dying on the cross and rising from the dead and calling us home to, to you. We ask that you send the Holy Spirit upon us, upon all of our listeners, upon myself, upon our equipment, upon our guests, that you, your will um, will be made present here today. We ask for the intercession of Mary, our mother. Mary, we ask that you take all of our intentions, take our hearts, take our, our littleness, take our, our weakness, and present it to God our, God our Father. And we ask for the intercession of St. Ignatius. St. Ignatius, in your witness, we pray and ask for your intercession for this show and for all of our listeners that we may have the courage to say yes say yes to God our Father, no matter the circumstance. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruits of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Say, Ignatius, pray for us. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this October 17th, the Feast of St. Ignatius of Antioch. Again, my name is Blake Ridman of Real Presence Live, coming from Fargo, um, we have a great show. Uh, our first guest, um, Father Greg Bramlage, um, he's the founder of the Missionaries of the New Evangelization, um, and he they're they're doing a parish mission in uh, Gillette, Wyoming, coming up in October 23rd to the 25th, and we're here to talk to Father Greg about his his ministry. So, Father Greg, thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. It's my blessing to be with you today. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. There, there's a lot to talk about with your, your ministry, uh, what's coming up in Gillette, but just a little bit about yourself and your vocation. Uh, how did you say yes to the Holy Priesthood? Well, I uh, came out of a family of five. I have two older sisters, two younger, and I'm the middle child. And um, <clears throat> the Lord brought me into the priesthood, um, kicking and screaming. I was all ready for a different life, and the Lord uh, got my attention, and um, I entered the seminary uh, because my pastor thought to be a good candidate, and um, it worked out over five years of discernment, and uh, 
I uh, was very happy to get started, and uh, the Lord has just been, um, I don't know, put me on the fast track ever since I said yes to Him. And um, I think that's just the way He operates. Whenever we, like Mother Mary, say yes, Lord, to whatever He's proposing, it kind of speeds you along in your vocational walk with the Lord, and it's been exciting ever since. Oh, beautiful, Father. Yeah, that, that yes, there's a lot of power in that yes. There's a lot of power in obedience because when, when God our Father gets that yes, He wants to move. <laughs> we, have, we have someone saying yes. So, Father, from what I understand, you were um, ordained for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis. Is that correct? Yes, 28 okay. years ago. 28 years ago, awesome. So you were, you know, as a diocesan priest, um, you know, working in the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, and then it seems like the Lord, you know, you were talking about that yes, that yes to something. The Lord started working on something, and, you know, you were asked to do something else. So tell us a little bit about that time as far as the, the genesis, if you will, of the missionaries of the new evangelization. Sure. It was uh, shortly after... Ordination, probably two years after ordination, that I was assigned to a parish um, with people, not the majority of the people in the parish, but some movers and shakers who were just full of the Holy Spirit. I wouldn't have said, described them as that at the time. It was kind of scary to me. <laughs> um, but they were just always so full of joy, so loving, so kind, always doing so many good things for the Lord. And that caught my attention, and they talked me into going to a prayer um, conference. And uh, it was way, way out of my comfort zone, because I went to the strictest, um, most conservative Catholic seminary uh, at the time, and on purpose, because uh, I didn't want any craziness getting into my theology mm-hmm. or belief. And so I got prayed over by the Chancellor, Father Scanlon, of the uh, of the Steubenville University, Franciscan University, and um, after I went to that experience, my entire life began to change, and everything sped up. I was put on the fast track, as I describe it. And the Lord just started opening one door after another, um, and so what I experienced is what they call the baptism of the Holy Spirit that Jesus talks about in the Acts of the Apostles, when he says to the apostles, don't leave town without it, without receiving the promise of the Father, um, he says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And being, of course, a uh, good Catholic and also a priest on top of that, having six years of seminary, I thought that the Holy Spirit was given the baptism and confirmation, and then we're done. Mm-hmm. And so this talk about more of the Holy Spirit just seemed foreign to me, um, but I reluctantly went up, was open, surrendered. Uh, apparently the Holy Spirit came upon me in a big way, uh, very profound, and afterwards things started to happen in my priesthood that had never happened before. For example, when I prayed with people, uh, not everyone, but enough people started to actually be physically healed, and mm-hmm. I had never seen that before. This was outside of the sacraments. It was just through prayer ministry, um, people who had demons um, all of a sudden started to manifest when I would pray with them. And so we started deliverance ministry. So the Lord got us going real quick in the healing and deliverance ministry, 
and also evangelization. So at our parish, we started a third Wednesday healing prayer service, and we're out in the middle of cornfields where nobody can find this. <laughs> right. And it was packed every single month, and we kept saying, who are these people? Where are they coming from? And uh, just by word of mouth and people being healed, it spread real quick, and I guess that's what Jesus refers to as evangelization. And um, pretty soon the Lord finally said, go. And I'm thinking, can I get another word? Go where? Go <laughs> what? Right. He just said, go. And at the end of Mass, somebody came up to me and said, Father, will you go with us to El Salvador? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, sure. And they said, but that's not like you. You usually pray about these things. I said, I think I already know I'm supposed to go. <laughs> so we went, we did a prayer service. We didn't understand Spanish. Um, they didn't understand English, but we had a translator. And we had these um, big healing services, and people were being healed left and right of major, major things. And so it convinced me that this stuff is real. And so we just started taking it on the road. And the Lord took us from El Salvador to Mexico to India, Africa, Central, South America, all over the United States, and we've been going strong for the past 16 years. My goodness, just that little yes, Father. Um, <laughs> there is, there's a power in that, yeah. So we're talking with Father Greg Bramlage, the founder of the Missionaries of the New Evangelization. Um, I'm your host, Blake Gridman, here on Real Presence Live. And uh, so, Father, like, you know, uh, when, when people t- hear healing ministry, and I, I can only speak for myself, when I first heard of healing ministry and, you know, the baptism in the Holy Spirit being prayed over even, um, there's a, there's kind of a, uh, described as fear or there's kind of a, um, oh really, does the Lord work that way? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that seems uncomfortable to me. That seems, um, difficult for me to understand. Therefore, I'm just going to reject it. So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, you probably experienced that in the human heart of, you know, people coming to these things with skepticism or they're coming to this with, um, you know, I was just told to come here and, and here I am. Um, so maybe speak into that and maybe in your own personal, you seemed, uh, you know, at the beginning of your story, there was some, um, you came from a strict, uh, if, as you put it, the strict seminary formation where like this stuff was kind of, um, near the out of bounds line, if you will, it wasn't out of bounds, but it was near that line. You're like, I'm not going to touch that. So tell us a little bit about that, um, that journey for yourself and for people that may be new to this type of ministry. Great. Well, there's no bigger skeptic than me. I'm pure German. Uh, <laughs> right. I live in America. And so I was the most skeptical of all people. And it, it took two people being physically healed through my own prayers before I would say, oh my goodness, this stuff is real. Uh, because they don't teach it in seminary. And um, it, it's only in what you would call charismatic circles that you would hear anything about this. And I certainly wasn't the charismatic, so um, I was very highly suspect of it. And I thought it was all wishful thinking on the people's part, like the placebo effect. Um, but then when it happened to my, my own prisoner, and I knew their case um, mm. very, very clearly, um, I had to make a decision. Do you believe or, or do you not? Because I couldn't reject, I couldn't unsee what my eyes saw before me. And so um, the Lord, you know, it says in Isaiah 35 that when the Messiah comes, you will be able to recognize him 
by the healings that he does. And that's just, you know, the prelude before Jesus comes. And then when he when he does come and his public ministry begins right off the bat, he's healing people. And the scripture tells you that that's what got the attention of the crowd. And so all of a sudden crowds of people are coming because he's healing. So it says in the Bible, they came to listen to him and to be healed. Mm-hmm. And so, so many people start coming, and then in the beginning, he's a one-man show, and then so many people come, so he has to get helpers, so he appoints 12, and he sends them out to do the exact same ministry, to heal the sick, cast out demons. And they come back highly successful, and the ministry grows even bigger, so to the point where Jesus says, okay, we need 70 more, and he says he sent them into every town ahead of him where he was going to go, two by two, and they came back saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us. Mm. And after that, Jesus, before he ascends into heaven, in Mark sixteen fifteen, his famous last words before ascending, he says to the apostles, and these signs will accompany those who believe. So he's not saying you apostles or priests or special people, he's saying whoever believes in me. These signs will accompany you. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. But the Lord Jesus, after he spoke to them, was taken up into heaven, sat down at the right hand of God. They went forth, preached everywhere, where the Lord worked with them, and confirmed the message by the signs that attended it. And so the church is full of story after story of people being miraculously healed, meaning by God, not by humans, and um, it, it's just um, the Church Fathers, their homilies are full of stories of the simple Christian casting out demons, laying hands upon the sick, and this is what converted the pagans over to Catholicism in the first three to four hundred years of our Church. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an incredible witness, and I thank you for that, Father, just showing that this is confirmed by the Church, confirmed by Holy Scriptures, confirmed by Jesus himself in the Gospels, and uh, and what a gift it is to receive it. Um, we're, we're speaking with Father Greg Bromlidge, the, the founder of the Missionaries of the New Evangelization, telling a story of how this, this ministry uh, occurred and, and started and where it's going. We're going to take a, a little break here, and on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about the need for healing healing? Why, why is there a need for healing and, and what sort of healing are, are we needing? And then also talking about the mission that's happening at St. Matthew's Church in Gillette, Wyoming uh, by the missionaries of the New Evangelization on October 23rd and 25th. I'm Blake Ritterman. Take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Many times every day in our office, I see children whose eyes don't work the way we take for granted. If the eyes aren't working together as a team, aren't jumping back and forth appropriately, or aren't focusing correctly, children will fall behind in academic and athletic performance. Lumen Vision specializes in treating these eye movement issues through a process called vision therapy. You can learn more about vision therapy on our website, www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. 
This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. St. John Paul II called for a new evangelization, an act of love meant to reintroduce all the faithful to the love of Jesus Christ. This act of love has never been more urgent. In his work, The Judgment of Nations, historian Richard Dawson notes, the hope of the world rests in the last resort on the existence of a spiritual nucleus of believers who are bearers of the seed of unity. If we have faith in the power of the Spirit, we must believe that even these evils can be conquered. For the powers of the world are blind powers which are working in the dark. They are powerless against that Spirit who is the Lord and giver of life, and against those higher powers of spiritual understanding and love, which are the essential gifts of the Holy Spirit. The battle for the world is first and foremost spiritual. Are you ready for battle today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, listeners. Welcome to Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. I'm your host, Blake Ritterman, coming to you live from the Fargo studio in Fargo, North Dakota. We'll continue our conversation with Father Greg Bramlage, the founder of the Missionaries of the New Evangelization. Um, and Father, you were talking about just, you know, how, you know, your story, your journey, and how your your yes to the Lord and how he's using you through this, this ministry of, of healing. And, uh, as we as we were right before break, we were talking about the need for healing. You know, and you know, you you described physical healings and emotional healings, spiritual healings, um, all of that. The Lord is in His purview, if you will, as 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 master of of the human person. Um, but there's also a cooperation on our part, you know, with that grace for for the Lord to work. And a key part of that cooperation is forgiveness forgiveness of others and, and, and so on. So tell us a little bit about that. In your healing ministry, um, you know, what is the, the role of forgiveness on, on, on the part of the, the person? Well, as we share with pastors where we do these parish missions throughout the United States, I share with them the way we approach healing is healing through deliverance. And what, that, what I'm referring to there is there are obstacles, spiritual obstacles, that can stand in the way from having our prayers answered, whether it's a healing prayer, a prayer for whatever. And one of those obstacles is the lack of forgiveness towards people who have treated us unjustly, who have hurt us, wounded us greatly. And if we choose, because it is a choice, and God hopes that we will make the correct choice, but if we choose to hold on to unforgiveness, then that pretty much puts up a wall and shuts down any hope for being healed. Mm. And so it even hurts, you know, if you're going about it in a medical way with medicines and doctors. Um, And so the Lord wants us to forgive because you can't get into heaven 
without having forgiven everyone. That's what Jesus refers to as settle with your opponent on the way to court, lest you get turned over to the jailer and you don't get out until you paid the last penny, which means the last ounce of forgiveness towards the per- people who have hurt you in life. That's a long time in purgatory. So yeah. we work with people now to um, get real with the Lord. We take them to a spiritual exercise on the first night of the mission called the Litany of Forgiveness. And it's where we give God permission, because as, as it says in Revelation chapter 20, I believe, um, our heart is the door, and Jesus stands at that door, but the door handle is on our side, not God's. Mm-hmm. And he won't push his way into our, our life or our heart. We have to invite him, we have to want that. And so on the first night of the mission, we lead the people in a prayer, giving God permission to come now into their hearts and to bring back up to the memory all the people throughout their life who have hurt them in any way. And God asks, when he reminds them in the moment, to just say out loud, Jesus, I forgive, without going into a description. And then Jesus will show the next person, then the next person, next person. That's why we call it the litany of forgiveness. Mm. And there are so many tears, and these are tears of healing that go on during the service, during the 15, 20 minutes that we do this spiritual exercise. And there are like five categories of evil spirits. One of the categories is called spirits of trauma. And these spirits lock in our life through the pain of traumatic experiences that happen to us at some point. And once we forgive the person who did the terrible thing against us, those spirits have nothing to anchor into anymore because the person has been forgiven. And so they automatically lift off the person. They feel a lightness. They they feel something lift off, and all of a sudden they have the joy of the Lord that had been missing up to that point in their lives. And then, after that, we pray for physical healing. We teach the people how to lay hands upon each other, as Jesus commanded, and to pray with expecting faith. We pray for the length of two songs. At the end of the the second song, we ask the people to move in ways they could not move before, while saying, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Last night, for example, we're, we're on mission right now up in New York City, the Archdiocese of New York, at a big parish called Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. And we just took the people through this litany of forgiveness last night. Church was packed, just shoulder to shoulder. And after we took testimonies of the people that were healed, and there was over 100 people healed, um, and that's common, that happens all the time. Um, at the end of asking for witness for the different healings, a man up front, in the very front pew, an older fellow, about 70, 75, he nudged me, and I said, can I help you? And he said, I got healed. I said, what was your problem? He said, I couldn't hear. I had hearing aids. And I said to his wife, how long has he had these? She said, four years, and without him, he couldn't hear. And I said, would you be willing to testify? He said, sure. And so I asked people, does anyone know this gentleman? And they all, half of them raised their hand. He's a common parishioner. Mm-hmm. And they got him out in the aisle, and I faced him towards the Eucharist on the altar, and I said, you look at Jesus, and I'm going to stand behind you, and I'm going to move back, and I'm going to ask you questions. And let's see if you can answer, if you can hear what I'm saying. 
we moved all the way to the back of the church, and he's still answering the question. <laughs> Thanks be to God. So Jesus restored his hearing. He says, I hear perfectly now. But he went through that litany of forgiveness first and allowed the Lord to heal his heart of the pain he was carrying. Then the Lord healed his body physically. Man, what a gift. And I want to spend some time on that just forgiveness, because I think it's so vital. And as you're describing it, Father, it seems very vital to your, your ministry and starting with that, spending time with that, and then going into, you know, asking the Lord for healing. So if forgiveness is a journey. You know, I, I look at my own life and, um, you know, there's certain people, certain things, certain situations where it's been a journey for me. So talk a little bit about that. Talk about what is, you know, you know, the litany is a great place to start, but how how do you continue to remove the pus, <laughs> remove the brokenness that, that tends will, because I'm sure there's going to be temptations for, for anger and unforgiveness. So what is that journey of forgiveness as people leave the mission, if you will? Yes. Yes. The, um, even with myself, I'm standing up there at the pulpit while they're in the pews going through the litany of forgiveness. Music is playing, um, and they're doing the spiritual exercise, saying out loud, Jesus, I forgive. You can hear the whole church just murmuring, Jesus, I forgive, Jesus, I forgive. And the Lord is working with them personally, one-on-one. Now, I'm standing at the pulpit, and I'm doing the same thing. I'm seeing Jesus, I forgive, mm-hmm. because the Lord keeps reminding me of people He wants me to forgive, um, and yet I've done this like a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. and, and there's always somebody else and even St. Paul in Scripture says, do not let the sun go down on your anger, lest you give the devil a chance to work on you. Mm. And so I teach the people to examine their conscience before they go to bed, not just for their sins, but also for any anger moments throughout the day, and to take that opportunity to say, in the, in the name of Jesus, I forgive whoever for doing this or saying that against me. Oh, what a, what a gift and and what comes to mind too is the gospel passage you know how many times should I forgive my brother and not not seven times but seventy times seven times you know continually forgiving and there's something about you know um, I like you know as you're describing the mission the the use of the body you know you have to use your voice Jesus I forgive Jesus there's some power in that um, by saying it out loud um, by using you know grace builds on nature grace builds on us saying it because as our as our body says it our soul is is saying it as well so that that is the, such a gift we're we're speaking with father Greg Bramlage the founder of missionaries of the new evangelization and uh, just describing you know what's going to to occur in these these missions in this beautiful ministry that the Lord is definitely leading. Uh, Father uh, talked about his being a diocesan priest in the Archdiocese in Indianapolis, and then very clearly being called and receiving permission from the bishop to to move on into this this new ministry. And you're going to be in Gillette, Wyoming, October 23rd through the 25th at St. Matthew's Church. So everyone listening on 88.1 in Gillette, I highly encourage you to take a look um, at this mission. October 23rd to the 25th. So, Father, it looks like it's, you know, three days long, maybe a half day, a full day, and another half day. Tell us a little bit about, you know, we have about uh, two and a half minutes. Um, how is it kind of broken out? You start with the litany of, of, uh, of forgiveness, and then what does the full day and another half day look like in the mission? Well, 
it, it's uh, a three night mission. Um, I think it probably goes from like six thirty to nine Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. And uh, it's full of power, powerful praise music, and we make people realize Jesus is on the altar in the monstrance, and He is He alone is the healer, the deliverer, the savior. So put all your petitions, throw them up to Him, start talking to Him as soon as you arrive, and when you're healed, just give all glory to Jesus who's on the altar. Um, and the first night, we go for healing of the heart uh, from the pain and traumas of the past. Once the Lord heals the heart and it's in the right position, then we're ready to pray for physical healing. Folks lay hands upon each other. We pray for two songs worth of prayer, um, and then we give word of commands, like, in the name of Jesus, do this, move in that way, do something you couldn't do before, and that's where we see the 100-plus healings every night. Uh, the second night is all about healing our relationship with God, which is the most important healing of all that's needed. And on that, that second night, I share my my crazy conversion story. Are we still on? Yep, go ahead, Father, yep. I share my crazy conversion story of re-surrendering my life after being a priest for two years, mm. and then I invite the people to renounce uh, fear, doubt, worry, the need to be in control, and grief. And once they've renounced it, broke its power, then they come up, like in communion lines, and we have prayer teams at the front. They re-surrender their life to, the, to Jesus, and they ask the Holy Spirit to take control of them. We all lay hands on them and pray, and there, there's a transformation that goes through the crowd that is just mm. incredible. Oh. And they go home feeling the love of God. Many of them, for the first time in their life, they finally feel loved by God. Amen. The third night is healing through repentance. So, once again, we have video testimonies of people who struggled with repenting of certain sins they didn't want to acknowledge as being sinful, and once they got real with God and they repented as God desires and asked, then they, we have to lay on hands for physical healing and the people, so many hundred plus people get healed after they truly, sincerely repented of their sins and asked God's mercy upon them. So that's the level one that we'll be offering in Gillette. Amen. Well, Father, just really appreciate your time, your your yes to the Lord in this ministry. And listeners, for, for more information on uh, Father's uh, ministry, um, I'm sure he has a whole team of people helping him, uh, the Missionaries of the New Evangelization. It's mnehealing.org. Again, they'll be in Gillette, Wyoming, October 23rd, 24th, and 25th for three evenings of just really intense meeting the Lord in Gillette, Wyoming. Father, thank you so much for your time today, and have a great day. Thank you. God bless you all. And I'm uh, Blake Ritterman, your host. We're going to take a quick break, and on the other side of the break, we're going to be speaking with Alec Torres and talk about his book, Persecuted from Within. Don't go away. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. 
Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Let us run to Mary and as her little children cast ourselves in her arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary, Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. 